Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. KJ, what was your first experience with social media? Man, my first experience with social media was with MySpace. Kind of ashamed to say that, but, you know, it kind of shows my age. But, you know, MySpace was it was fun. You can meet people from around the world and and talk to them, get to know them and so forth. It was great. Um, Then Facebook came along. But I look at how it's evolved. Social media has evolved uh, over time. You know, I, I now have a daughter who's about to head to college and she is you know, all on social media. But what happens when, you know, your child comes to you and says, hey, hey, dad, I I want a social media account. Well, what I did was, is I made her understand the security piece of social media. So a lot of people are going to think I'm harsh. I think it's actually brilliant is because you're teaching cybersecurity. But I had my daughter give me a presentation of what the security mechanisms were for Facebook when when they came about. So I got like a a little two page PowerPoint from her and it was awesome just to see how she thought about it in her times so I can explain it to her in what the real world looks like, how it how you know how it can affect you moving forward and so forth. So it was great from that experience. But MySpace was great. I'm just glad the evolution has happened and we're we're now in today's world where um, there are a lot of different things that that can happen with social media in a positive way. Man, I love that you brought up MySpace. That was the first time I really took a deep dive into social media. And I spent ungodly amount of time getting the aesthetics right. You got to get the color, the graphics, focusing on my top eight. I know that was a big thing when I was growing up. And then what song that I wanted to have that really highlighted that teenage angst that I was experiencing at that point in my life. That was a big thing. And when I first started working in tech 10 years ago, I remember reading blog posts and articles that questioned, they actually questioned the validity of social media and whether or not it was going to even last. I remember thinking, it makes, of course it's going to, but I understand where people were thinking at that point in time, looking back at it retrospectively. And 10 years later, social media is an integral part of any business, regardless of the industry. If you're not on social media, you are definitely missing out. Yeah, there are definitely many forms of social media out there. But if you look at today's episode and where it's dedicated to the largest professional social media network in the world, LinkedIn today in 2022 has over 830 million users and guests today. And our guest today is going to highlight how LinkedIn integrates with Dynamics 365 and how Dynamics 365 users can build better, deeper relationships with their customers and prospects. So, Kevin, can you please introduce this week's guest? Yep. Brian Galicia is the Senior Director of the Global Business Apps ISV Partner Sales Team. His team helps partners and ISVs, which are also known as independent software vendors, to grow their revenue, 
with line of business applications built on Microsoft Dynamics 365 and Power Platform. Brian has been with Microsoft for almost 16 years in a variety of leadership roles, including global sales and product marketing. So without further ado, let's learn about LinkedIn and Dynamics 365. Thanks to Brian. Hey, Brian, welcome to Digestible Dynamics Podcast. We really appreciate you jumping on today. And let's just jump right into the first question. What's the value of having Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn integrated? Yeah, so thanks, Kenneth and Kevin, for having me. Gosh, uh, such an honor and very grateful that you came across my name in Microsoft. We've never met each other before, but happy to, to, got, to give some insight. So I, I would say when you think about sellers in general, and this is not just software sellers like all of us on this podcast, but sellers in general, what are the major or the, the, the tools that people use all the time? You would argue, first and foremost, it's some type of productivity tool like email, obvious, like cell phone, get your access to information. How do you drive your calendar and your day? Obvious. Second is some form of CRM. And so CRM, of course, could be Dynamics or some flavor of a competitive tool or even a simple Excel spreadsheet, some form of CRM. And then the final is, and again, don't take uh, any seller, don't take this the wrong way. The obvious is LinkedIn. Like if you're not using LinkedIn, I would have a hard time saying that you're a seller because LinkedIn has so much goodness. And so when you pull the, the two together, this is where goodness comes in because CRM is a system of a record. Like you're putting information in to hopefully get information out. And if you have the integration between LinkedIn and a CRM solution like Dynamics, you then have the goodness because then you're helping sellers find the right conversations, focus on the right relationships, focus on the right insight because the data exists to where it makes it more useful for a seller to actually go into Dynamics and see that relevant information occur um, in context to what they're looking at. So it becomes even more sticky and more value. Could you use them separately? Absolutely. But if you use them together and you integrate them together, you actually have a better value to sellers and they're more apt to actually utilizing CRM as it's intending to be. So it's almost as if within the CRM, you're looking at your contacts and you're getting trying to get context around those contacts. And you're saying you can take that, enrich it, utilizing something like LinkedIn. Am I understanding that correctly, Brian? Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. So a, a very simple example is if I was looking at your record inside of Dynamics, Imagine that it was enriched with much more insight pulling from LinkedIn. And I didn't have to do what's called the app switching or the alt tab syndrome, where you're going, into, you're going into a window for LinkedIn and then you go into a window for Dynamics. What if you can actually stay in context in the flow? So if I'm looking at Kevin or Kenneth, I see all this information at my fingertips. One, I can see, okay, how am I related to you in some form or fashion? Because as, as sellers, we all would agree, hopefully, that Trust and relationships are key principles to drive conversation. And so if you have the integration set up in the right way, then that integration just becomes transparent. It, it's as if you're getting a window of content from coming from LinkedIn in the experience in Dynamics. Other simple things like, wouldn't you want to track if you sent a LinkedIn message out to, if I sent a LinkedIn message to one of you, I would love to then have that track back into my Dynamics instance activities so that all my other people that I'm working with, because selling is a team sport for the most part, I'd want other people to know that I actually sent that message. And so if you have the integration set up uh, correctly, and there's much more richness, but I'm just giving a few examples, then what happens is then that information then becomes part of the activity record and you don't have to copy and paste or do all this weird stuff. You are just doing it in the context of, oh, I'm going to send a message. I'm going to check a box and say, 
I'm sending a note to Ke uh, Kenneth or Kevin, have it push as an activity back into Dynamics. Okay, so what you're saying, there's two things there. The first is that with the integration, I as a seller wouldn't have to alt tab and say, okay, I'm on my LinkedIn now, I'm gonna search for Kenneth Johnson, find him on LinkedIn, then go back to my Dynamics CRM or whatever CRM I'm using, but in this case, Dynamics 365. And the second point is, if I send Kenneth a message through LinkedIn, I don't have to then uh, duplicate that activity within the activity timeline dynamics. It's all tracked. Are those the two integration points you just mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. There's more uh, other things that exist, like when someone leaves, uh, getting get that, that a flag inside of the a CRM tool to say, wait a second, Kenneth, and not to say that Kenneth's leaving Microsoft, but let's just say for the fact that he's tied in something on LinkedIn, because you can imagine the place that data exists when someone moves around or their title changes or they take new responsibilities, the number one thing most people go do is they're going to go into details. And so what if you can get that detail to then go in and push that into the record context inside of Dynamics? Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Um, so when we look at the integration, we'll just take a step back. We kind of talked about what the value is of the Dynamics LinkedIn integration. But what does that actual integration between Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn look like? Yeah, so the integration, it tries to be very seamless. So when you go in, it does have LinkedIn uh, context on it. And let's just, uh, I'll, I'll provide some clarity. If you're going to do integration with LinkedIn, it actually requires Sales Navigator. Um, we're going to get that in, uh, I think, uh, the one of the last questions as to what even is even Sales Navigator. But Sales Navigator, at a very high level, is the best version of LinkedIn for sellers. And so it is a paid uh, subscription that you would pay for however many sellers you want to have access to it. But the goodness is that with all that information showing up in Sales Navigator, when you turn the integration on, and it is a little bit of configuration work, you install the package and at a very high level, you then say, okay, what type of sync do I want to do? And then where do I want this thing to show up? Do I want to show have it show up on contact records? Do I want to have it show up on accounts, which I would encourage everyone to do? You do want to have it on both sides. Because then once you go into that example that we we're ta talking about um, that Kevin brought up, then I can go in and go into a contact record in Dynamics. And on a tab, there would be LinkedIn or whatever someone decides they want to configure it as. And I would see a LinkedIn tab so that what would show up would be Kevin. It would show up his LinkedIn profile in a um, applicable, lack of better, a card, that then you can get much more richness on there. So things like, how am I connected to Kevin? Am I first party connected or second party or third party? What type of commonalities do we have? How are there people in uh, the network within the company I work for, do they know Kevin? so that you're getting that relationship, what I like to refer to as a relationship currency, and you're seeing all that in the experience. I know we're on a podcast, so it's hard to potentially visualize it, but imagine just going into a CRM tool like Dynamics, and you're getting a window of LinkedIn content inside of Dynamics. We're not trying to replicate the entire LinkedIn experience inside Dynamics, that's not the point. The point is getting the relevant information. So if I'm looking at a record like Kevin or Microsoft or whatever company we're trying to do research on, it pulls the relevant information of LinkedIn that LinkedIn knows about and puts it in the context so that a seller, without having to leave the dynamic experience, sees that information on their screen. 
Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for breaking that down, Brian. You're right. It is hard to highlight what that exactly looks like. And we can point to some of those resources in the show notes of exactly how the integration works. Now, moving on to that, that next question, we think about the return on investment. What are companies experiencing when it comes to their ROI when they use both Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn for their sellers? Yeah, it is. There's so many stories to tell. And we'll put this in the show notes. But if you just go to customers.microsoft.com, you're going to read various examples of customers that have seen a tremendous ROI. But like with anything, it's a tool. And so change management is so important. And when it comes to ROI, it's really about, okay, it's, I always think about it, it's two ways. One, it's time savings. It's hard to measure that, but if you really to think, if you were to think about, okay, how often does a seller have to do these types of things? How long does it take to go do that? And can we go drive that type of better engagement if they're coming together? And that's one example. Another example is not just the time savings, but imagine that you can go in and make reliable decisions very quickly so that the information that exists allows that person to drive more sales opportunities. Because when you think about sales, it is a numbers game. The more pipeline, the more opportunity you're creating, the right ones, of course, the more opportunity you have to succeed. And so it can't just be, oh, I have to sell X number of deals and I'm going to only have this much pipeline. In actuality, as we all know, you need like probably three times, four times the pipeline to go through that. And so companies that have effectively deployed both scenarios together, LinkedIn and Sales Navigator and Dynamics, have seen tremendous amount of ROI based upon, again, getting more valuable insights, creating more opportunity. And then the last thing I would say is it helps drive adoption. Because if you have the right change management, sellers like LinkedIn, uh, they should. I, the, the, the ones that are using LinkedIn, they appreciate the content or the information it provides. And if you're doing the integration correctly and you're rolling out so people understand how to actually go do it, then you see amazing adoption ROI as well because sellers are more apt to go into a CRM tool like Dynamics because it's not just a tool to put data in. It's actually a tool they put data in and guess what? Then data is going to come back out for them to be more successful because if they put Kevin's name in as a contact record, which what seller wants to go do, add a whole bunch of stuff into the tool, right. guess what? If they add that record inside the tool, then that information comes back in spades because then data that is showcases with LinkedIn Sales Navigator or other things will show up because you're providing that in context to what the person's looking at. No, that's amazing, uh, Brian. You know, when I think about the first three questions that we asked you, you know, the integration and how easy that is, and then bringing that into the value of bringing Dynamics and LinkedIn together, I think that's an amazing thing, having both of those tools to help you seamlessly find the contacts that you need and at the right point in time, right? And then, you know, as we look at the ROI and, and helping, you know, those sellers get their, get their time back at the end of the day, that's what we're looking to do, to get the time back, help sell more, be more efficient down the road, right? Having Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn together. But then there's one thing that I wanna know is what's one feature that is not used that all buyers or not not buyers but users should pay attention to 
Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple. I'll, I'll try to reduce it to like my most specific, and then I'm going to elaborate on a little more. So one feature, and we talked about Sales Navigator. Again, I, I think if you're a seller or a sales leader listening to this phone call, if you haven't, haven't evaluated Sales Navigator, you should, because it is the best version of LinkedIn for sellers. And one specific feature that I love in Sales Navigator is spotlights. And so what, I, what do I mean by that? So at Microsoft, of course, you, Kevin, and, and Kenneth, and myself, with all our peers of 100,000 employees, imagine the ability for all of us to potentially tap into our, our, our network. So we've met for the first time. We've never, we're not even connected on LinkedIn, which I'll correct that, <laughs> so that we're both connected uh, together. But at the end of the day, when you use a spotlight like TeamLink, which is essentially taking the employee network and giving a seller at your company visibility to know who in your company knows someone that you're trying to go target. That in itself is such a powerful ROI because if you have uh, 100 employees or 1,000 employees or 10,000 employees or 100,000 employees like us, the power of relationship in currency where you can't connect to every single person, but you all have a shared commonality, which is your company, that offers so much value. And there's other spotlights like who follows your company? It's such an amazing insight because people who really care about what you're doing, they'll spend the time to go on their LinkedIn profile and say, I'm going to follow Microsoft or I'm going to follow XYZ company. So spotlights in LinkedIn Sales Navigator is probably a feature that's so underutilized, but it offers so much value because if you use the right filtering, even things like who used to work at, your, at the company that you currently work for, that is so powerful because if you can reach out to former employees that they left on good terms and they're not working at a new company, you get that level of insight or people when they leave uh, change jobs, because when people change jobs, that's a good insight and buying insight to then say, hey, if you have something that adds value, it's not selling, but if you add uh, something that adds value that will help that person succeed in their new role, guess what? They're more apt to have that type of dialogue and conversation that all exists in spotlights and sales navigator. The other thing that we kind of were mentioning and talking about before we started the podcast was your LinkedIn profile has to be a resource, not a resume. And so that's not necessarily a feature, but it's a highlight I want to call out because so often sellers fall in the trap and I'm guilty of it. I'll be transparent. I was very guilty of this many, many years ago when I first started my sales career. My LinkedIn uh, profile was very resume focused. I was talking about all the sales success I was having, all these accolades that to be transparent, buyers don't care less. They, want, they don't want to talk to a seller they want to talk to someone who can help them solve a problem. And so when you become can become a resource and you can articulate your LinkedIn profile so it's a destination that says, here's how I help you solve your problems, and you create that connection, you're going to find that it, the relationships you're going to build and people that are going to stay connected with you are going to come back in uh, tenfold. So hopefully that was valuable. I know I, that was more than one feature, but I hopefully focused on the spotlight feature and then really honed in on your LinkedIn profile has to be a resource, not a resume. No, that is 100% what we were looking for, Brian. So first of all, thank you so much for being an awesome guest on the Digestible Dynamics podcast. And you really hit something on the head here where you said it's supposed to be more of a, a, it's a resource, not necessarily a feature. And I think that really applies to LinkedIn as the, uh, as part of Dynamics 365 kind of uh, utilization it's more of a resource. It's another tool in your belt that sellers or end users can better utilize to make themselves more efficient, to make themselves operate more intelligently, but ultimately build connections, build those relationships. Now I can look on Kenneth's LinkedIn, see what 
what things he actually cares about in his professional space and then use that to build that relationship. So thank Absolutely. you for highlighting that and, and showcasing what Dynamics 365 and LinkedIn looks like. Absolutely. I appreciate the time, Kevin and Kenneth, and uh, looking forward to anyone who listened to the podcast. Feel free to say you listen to it and send me a LinkedIn connection request and uh, love your feedback on maybe something that you disagree with or like, hey, if it resonated, I think, I'm sure Kenneth, Kevin, and I would all appreciate a connection and a, a shout out to say, hey, you had listened to it and here's what you took away from it. Love that. And don't forget to send us an email at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.